<laughs> Welcome to Last Call Garage. My name is Arvind, and this is season four, uh, episode three. 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 And I'm joined here with my lovely, lovely associates. I'm Aaron. I'm Wayne. And uh, I'm Sammy. Just kidding. Sammy cannot be here with us tonight because he contracted chlamydia or something. Um, well, allegedly, and not that disease either. So, but it starts with the C. Yeah. And he's just taking safety precautions. Nothing. Nothing guaranteed. Nothing for sure. He's just being responsible. So. Yes, I and I appreciate that. Yeah, I respect that. Also, I give. I will give him shit for it. Um, but these are trying times, and uh, you're you're just waiting to give him shit just because of that pole star situation, huh? No, no, no. I I have nothing against that. I'm just waiting to give him shit because yeah, I I saw that uh, post from our ex employer and. It had that back shot of a guy that looked like Sammy and I's love child. And I automatically know he's replaced me with him or him with me. Uh, yeah. Hmm. <laughs> so more interesting emotions bottled up, Arvin? Yeah, yeah. You know, jealousies <coughs> right there. Subterfuge. I think that's an emotion. <sighs> um, Nintendo music is also an emotion. <laughs> Um, I can see John, our uh, producer, is having some uh, issues with our his uh, dementia. How are you doing, John, by the way? Well, Sonny, <laughs> everything's going well. Nice, nice. I think that whiskey's really helping his voice out tonight. Oh, yes, oh, yes, dude, yes it is. Oh, it's wonderful. <laughs> uh, John, real quick, can you uh, tell us what we're drinking? Well, today we're drinking wild turkey, bourbon whiskey, one of the best. Uh, approved by Reddit, right, Aaron? Yeah. Um, this is my favorite daily drink. Nothing too snobby, but Wild Turkey 101 is is definitely close to heart. Um, I think a couple of uh, of weeks back, so last season, season three, mm -hmm. I mentioned that my dad's favorite daily drink, or what would you call it? Like a um, the armchair whiskey, mm. right? Because that's what you're drinking when you're reading a book, and you know you're closing down your day. Exactly, nothing to treat yourself. It's just you a know, daily driver. A daily driver, exactly. It was a Crown Royal, which actually we were having it at your place, Arvind. Oh um, yeah, I remember. Yep. You gotta be honest, Dad. I, you know, not for me, but <laughs> I found something, and it's Wild Turkey 101. Mm -hmm. So we're enjoying that tonight, and it's a good segue, you know, drinking it now, like, to reflect on the week. How was your week, Arvind? My week was good. Um, you know, this is not my first time seeing you this week. Uh, I will say that was the highlight of my week. Uh, on MLK Day, Aaron came over and uh, detailed my sister's car. Thank you for that, by the way. Yeah. looks amazing. Um, so, uh, you know, left work early and spent four hours with Aaron, staring at him, sitting at my laptop. Yeah, it was um, it was definitely testing the <laughs> capabilities of my equipment. Let me tell you that much. But I'm glad the seats came out okay. Yeah. Um, just a little context for y'all. Um, Arvin's sister asked me if if I can help clean out the cloth seats in her. Oh seven. Oh seven Corolla, and I mean the car wasn't too bad. But <laughs> it, it, there was a questionable brown stain in the driver rear seat. Questionable. And uh, Aaron got it out 99% of the way, and that was awesome. Yeah. And my sister was super happy to see that, by the way. That's so, good. That's yeah. great. Um, you know, clean car, clean seats, clean mind. Mm. Mm. 
That's today's power quote. <laughs> uh, get that tattooed out across your forehead. Um, but other than that, you know, the rest of my week, uh, pretty, pretty mellow. I uh, took a lot of photos while pooping to prove a point yep. of last week's episode. That's right. Yeah. And somehow you guys still don't understand, but that, that's okay. I'll, I'll start recording in the bathroom now. <laughs> I actually don't know if that's legal. Yeah, I don't think it is. But you know what? Sometimes if you got got to prove yourself, you know? You got to get consent first. Yeah, yeah. I'll just scream across the way. Hey, <laughs> I'm recording. Um, but yeah, no. Like work is work is work. Uh, nothing exciting happened. And then, um, although today's news of Sammy not being able to do that, uh, we're actually recording in my garage because I really wanted to record with you guys. Yeah. Um, you want a popcorn to someone? Oh, yeah. Um, you know, Wayne. <laughs> <laughs> so my week, um, it was pretty chill, I would say, for the most part, um, until yesterday when I posted something on Instagram and I tagged Jess Carr Polish and then they retweeted it or they restored my post. And then Who they is asked, they? Jeskar. Jeskar. Oh, who's... Uh, they make <coughs> polishing compounds. Mm-hmm. And they make other stuff too, like waxes and sealants. Polishing compounds. Yeah, for, for cars. Yeah. And they're known to... I mean, they are a great company. Yeah, I love their stuff. Yeah, it's really good stuff. Um, and then they also asked if I wanted to try out... I guess... I don't know if it's a new product or... Um, but it's like... Ultra Paralock Plus, mm-hmm. which is basically Paralock Plus plus which is Age of Ultra. Paralock Plus is basically a polymer sealant, mm-hmm. and it brings out the color, gives you a nice deep, wet look of it. It's really nice. Nice. Actually, I'm sorry, I forgot to mention something. Um, we have a. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, guys. We have contractors coming to look at some system, and one of the guys mm-hmm. has a rental car, and it is a brand new G70 in chalk. Mm-hmm. And I must say that color is gorgeous, even though it's so understated and boring on the in a technical sense. Um, so we're just thinking about uh, talking about clean compounds. I'm just like, that's a car I want to see, you know, in tip top shape. I think it would be gorgeous. <laughs> Sorry about that. That was my uh, yeah. interjection. But chalk with white color, it there's there's only so much that you can do, in my opinion. That's what I think. Mm-hmm. Um, colors, cars that have color. Is where it really shines. Mm-hmm. Um, but white, I mean, if you wash it, it looks really nice. Yeah. I mean, white, white is white, right? But yeah. like when there's like a little, well, how would you describe it, guys? Like, like a hint. A hint of like just another color. I don't know what makes chalk chalk. It's it's creamy. It's nutty. Yeah. yeah. Nutty. Mm-hmm. So, even you know, a hint of like a. Like a warmth. To yes. It. I, I would see that. Kind of like a gravelish. Yeah. Light gravel, you know. There's many different colors of gravel. So we'll. Yeah. So Ultralock Plus or all uh, sorry. Yeah, Ultralock Plus, I think that's what yeah, you said. Or Ultra, yeah. It's something So it's basically the same formula as Paralock Plus plus SIO2 or ceramic. It's mm-hmm. ceramic, yeah. Yeah. So it's really nice. It's cool. Mm-hmm. Nice. Just waiting on the reply. Yeah. And I was like I was like, hell yeah. <laughs> I'll try it out. Oh. That was my highlight. <laughs> I like that. That that's good. You know, you you enjoy your uh, detailing, I and mean, both of you guys do. So, uh, I like that because you know what, I got you, I have you guys on disposal ever whenever I need stuff done. 
I just do it for fun. Aaron does it a little bit more. Occasionally, I'll do it for money. And yeah, <laughs> he still won't take money from me, so we'll barter something out. I think we already have. <laughs> you gonna popcorn it to someone else? Uh, yeah, Aaron. <laughs> okay, thanks. I want to go next. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we had a long line. You're so lucky. So I had a strange week. Um, I got a lot done. I was very productive. You know, the way I operate sometimes is I have like a list of tasks I like to do. And when I don't get to check off all those tasks, um, I don't get to enjoy the that post-task feeling. Right. Of I'm feeling fulfilled. I'm feeling accomplished. Uh, and basically, the, the end of the week, which today, uh, ended ended on that. Um, I brought my car in for maintenance. Um and I got home and I was like really tired and I had so much to do knowing how I had a bunch of time. So I gave myself sort of like a break, some grace. There. Right. I, I mean, that's what you did was like, you know, a lot. Sorry. Yeah. Um, but it also left me feeling sort of longing for that feeling, especially going into the weekend, mm-hmm. knowing that. I have to wait till Monday to feel a little bit more engaged, a little bit more productive. Right. You know, I like to sweat a little bit, right? Like. Yeah, yeah. I was just telling my mom actually. Um, I like to shower only. Like I have to feel like I deserve a shower. Got to feel a little grimy. Yeah, I feel a little grimy. You know, I need to do some chores. I need to do a workout. Um, I don't uh, want to feel dirty. Yeah, he wants to put that Castle Macy to work. <laughs> you know? Well, yeah, so actually, I'll, I'll talk about the Castle Macy too. Uh-huh. Um, Fucking got you under that charm, though. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, th- the benefits of liking to, to detail, to clean, to wash mm-hmm. is because, you know, because you like doing that, you don't mind doing it, not feeling clean all the time. Right, so I enjoy the process of getting a little s- sweaty in my work, you know, in terms of like putting my brain into the end result. The en- yeah, so for me, it's I enjoy not so much the end result, but it's like how I got there. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, like you know, the saying is the journey, not the destination, right? Yeah, so that's one thing I gotta appreciate about. I gotta give some like love to myself, mm-hmm. but it also sucks when I don't have that, and I have to make peace with. Like, hey, Aaron, you did it enough this week. Like, you need to chill. You get to take the W's when you can. Right. And I feel like I also share that with you. So, like, I totally understand where you're coming from. Like, Yeah. Um, but th- basically, that was my week. And actually, it's funny that you ask about Caswell. Is it Macy or Massey? Because yeah. there's two S's in there. Massey, Macy. You know what? We can say however we want. Okay. <laughs> so... Uh, on two episodes ago, I was saying, well, I was really uh, teasing mm-hmm. you about like whether I like this product or not. I remember, yeah, pre-episode. Mm-hmm. And to tell you that I really like the performance and it's long-lasting, the way I've been using these soaps um, since I got five mm-hmm. of them, I've been using the ones I like the least in terms of smells. Mm-hmm. And just abusing the shit out of them so I can go through them. 
And now I finally got to my third soap. Yeah, exactly. Wait, how have you got through three? I've been using these soaps for everything mm-hmm. in terms of... It's been a very dirty... dirty <laughs> <thing>. <laughs> wow, you've been working hard and you're, you're saying you're not doing enough. <laughs> three well, bars of casserole is like a I lot. I use it for face wash, shampoo, body wash. Um, and because I don't like... I didn't really like the second scent I got. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, if you don't mind me asking, do you know what scents you went through first? The first one, sandalwood, that was good. Mm-hmm. That's a that's one of my favorite scents. But it's not like on my top tier. Mm-hmm. I, I guess it's an Indian thing. I mean, I love sandalwood. Mm-hmm. It's just I smell sandalwood so many times in different fragrances. It's like, yeah, I mean, it's it's a good, it's a wild turkey one on one. Oh yeah, yeah, daily driving sandalwood. Like exactly, you can't go wrong with sandalwood. Oh, you never can. I mean, it's the backbone of India. Yeah, <laughs> and it smells great. Yeah, and the second one's called tricorn, mm-hmm. which is like a citrus cocoa thing. I again. The performance is what kept me using that, but I over lathered just to use it right more. So, like you're, I, I don't know about you and your soaping. I do one soap right, get the surface grime up, and you see like the soap water be brown, uh, dark, whatever. The lather, yeah. Right, and then I do a second set just to get try and get some of the scent because soap doesn't stick on me for some odd reason, but cologne does. Um, so that's my soaping. So when you say over lathering, or like, is it more than that? Yeah, just like multiple passes. Um, which on one hand means I smell like that soap a little bit more mm-hmm. than I want to, but I'm going through. So if, if, if I already opened up the soap, I'm going to use it. But now I'm getting to, I think, and I skipped my... Yeah, yeah what is the sex? So you did sandalwood, tricorn, but... Uh, and this other one, it's a, it's one of the dark green ones. Dark green, so centuries. And I think this one's my favorite. I don't know why I decided to go with it, mm-hmm. but yeah, I like it a lot, and I've been using it a little bit more sparingly. So the I think it's Heritage. Her- her- yeah, Heritage. Heritage Greenbrier. I'm going to read out the soap, because I geek about it, soap, so uh, what should we call it? Uh, vetiver, Mandarin, and Sage. Yep, yep. Yeah, that's it. So yeah, that, that's very... Yeah, I like those. I like those. Yeah, vetiver is a classic note. I think we were talking about it, mm-hmm. how it's found everywhere because it's just so versatile. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. But yeah, I didn't want to talk, you know, just about soaps. Oh, sorry. You know, you got me going. I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, today, because it's just the three of us, um, I feel like after four seasons and three episodes, we should try to talk to a little bit why we're doing Last Cog Garage, or at least, you know, what got us interested in the project and what's keeping us from um, continuing this project. Mm-hmm. And so I'm, I'm, I'm going to ask for a volunteer for the following question. <coughs> um, why did you agree to be a part of Last Cog Garage? No. I see you looking at Wayne, so I'll, I'll defer. So, uh, Last Call Garage was something that I thought about first. Well, no, Sammy and I thought about it first. Um, back where we used to work, we listened to a lot of podcasts throughout the whole day. Um, Sam would get one ear, I would get the other ear, and then we'll listen to pretty much full almost eight hours, mm-hmm. five hours at least minimum. Um, 
I remember us doing that as well. Yeah. And then um, it kind of went on from there. I threw the topic around to Sammy, asking if he wanted to start one. Um, and Sammy said, sure. But, you know, things never happen that way mm-hmm. until you actually pull the trigger. A couple months down the road, I asked him again. He was like, yeah, let's do it. And I said, all right. Went back to my computer, ordered three mics, I think. Ordered three mics. And that trusty road. No, the oh, road no. was afterwards. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so three mics, one controller, and then headphones as well. And then Sammy had no idea until they actually showed up. And I go, hey, Sammy, look what I got. And Sammy's like, oh, shit. <laughs> he actually went with it. I'm like, yeah, dude. We talked about it for like a little minimum of six months. Um, going back and forth. And I was like, neither of us are going to pull the trigger unless someone pulls the trigger. So I was like, let's do it then. Um, and I think Arvin got pulled in and then Aaron got pulled in and Ed got pulled in. Mm-hmm. And, and what's been your role ever since then? Uh, my role is basically just editing everything, posting it, uh, making sure that all, all the mics, everything else sync up. You sound good because all you guys have beautiful voices. <laughs> Essentially, you're the, I mean, you, you are our backbone for, you know, the podcast. We couldn't do this without you. Yeah. You guys also have the logins, but it's somewhere <laughs> in the Google Docs in, in your guys' email. <laughs> About a, a year ago, so you guys got to go find it. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if <laughs> I got those. I think we all got them. It's just, got uh, them. just barriers. Like, you know what? Wayne will take care of this. Yeah. That's cool, man. Thanks for sharing. Thanks. Yeah, it's been a it's been a wild journey just because we're in the fourth season of this. Mm-hmm. We started this project. What year was it? Twenty yeah, twenty twenty. Twenty twenty. So mm-hmm. two years ago now. Right. Just about two years ago. And uh, it's funny how we've grown from there. Even though it's only been two years, like we're all in different places now. Uh, mentally, some of us physically, um, but it's, it's been a really cool way to like catalog our journey, mm. mm-hmm. right? Like, I don't listen to our podcast because I don't like listening to my voice. But I mean, one day I'll look back and be like, "Yeah, this is something we did, and you know, this is how I felt that day." You know? Yeah, I think you bring up a good point. Um, in fact, I was talking to someone about this. It's oftentimes the way I view how I'm living my life is always about like what I want in the future and how I don't have it yet. Mm -hmm. So how can I get there? But I don't often look back on the progress I've made. Mm -hmm. And just to build up on that, this podcast has given me that journal a sort of like broadcasting of where I was a year ago or excuse me, two years ago mm-hmm. to where I am now. I think that's powerful, you know, and, and for you listeners, I mean, some of you are just, this might be your fir- first podcast or you might've been a fan ever since the beginning and you're hearing our stories and, you know, we often wonder like how, 
you know, what you think of us or, or you think of our journey and think of how the podcast has evolved, has grown, what you missed, um, you know, having guests mm-hmm. or do you prefer like the more personal attributes of the podcast? So that's what I like about a podcast, how dynamic it is, because I love doing all those things, but I don't want to do them, you know, all I don't want to do each of them specifically. I want to do it as they come. Um, interviewing is great, but like if you just were an interview podcast, it'd be boring. Um, cars are great, but it's that dynamicism, you know, like that fluidity, seeing us go through time and change. That's that's what I like about this podcast. Yeah, I think if I can segue us to a deeper conversation. Um, I was I was curious. Do you have words that you live by, or something that you you take to heart, and how you view the world? If you want, I can set set an example. But um, curious on your input on this. Um, I have several. Um, some I've taken from movies, right? Um, athletes, you know, just people in general. I look up to books. Um, I have my string of mental problems, you know, everyone does. So I like to look back and, you know, look back at this quote, which means a lot to me is that this too will pass. Mm. Right. And then, um, I was reading, right. It's like some days are just rough, right? Some days are shit. Uh, we, we all go through those. And another powerful quote that I recently came upon was, uh, you never have to go through this day again. Hmm. So th- these are because like for me, who's someone who's always hung up on the past, like, oh, small things. Oh, I, I messed up here. No one's going to notice the details like, oh, I sneezed at the wrong time. Right. Everyone's so wrapped up in their own lives. So that helps me kind of keep ground and be like, you know, th- not everyone has eyes on you, you know? Yeah, I think I struggle with that, too. It's, it's how do you ground yourself? Mm-hmm. Um shit in a cosmic sense like nothing we do is gonna matter anyway oh absolutely not so then you know you have to remind yourself or at least try to remind yourself like well what are you so worried about yeah you know it's funny you bring that up the cosmic sense of things because um earlier this week i was panic attacking right it's like oh no i I fucked up on something that was i I didn't really fuck up i'm at a new job i'm learning things people are teaching me so uh, to kind of ground myself and just kind of like realized it wasn't that important i started picturing the universe you know starting at arvin then zooming out you know my house zooming out my street just keep zooming out think about it we're small specks we're not we're not even specks in this universe so i found that very therapeutic i I don't know if you can like relate to that Mm -hmm. yeah i can i definitely can we get so entrapped with the details which is good i mean stress can be good because it it gives you expectations, it gives you goals, it gives you motivation to chase those goals. But, um, yeah. So there's two types of stress, right? There's eustress, which is the good stress you're describing, and there's de-stress. Um, from my personal accounts, I envelop myself in de-stress. Yeah, I think I do too. <laughs> yeah, and but I sometimes I forget eustress, which is like what we were talking about earlier, like after a hard day of work, you, you know, you feel accomplished you because t- I too take my showers after I take showers at night after work I feel accomplished I feel good that hey I, I put all this energy and effort brain power into you know doing my best to work that's good stress I always forget to take that take that into mind 
Mm-hmm. Whereas, you know, I'm focused like, oh, no, I looked at someone wrong or I said the wrong thing in a meeting, which are things I focus on. So it's like slowly shifting that focus. Hmm. Wayne, do you have anything that you live by or a quote that's been very powerful in your life? Not so much as a quote. Um, <coughs> you just just learn from your mistakes and try not to make them again. That's what I usually go by. That's a old but gold. Old but gold, yeah. And and do you feel like that quote gives you a th- not authority, but uh, a leg up, an advantage. Not an advantage either. I think um, the opportunity to make mistakes. I don't really give myself the opportunity to, to make mistakes. Whereas if I do make a mistake, I try not to do it again mm-hmm. or see why I did it. Um, if I... Uh, um, yeah. On, on mistakes, right? I read a pitbull quote of all fucking people. It's like, they're not mistakes, they're must-takes. Because those are things that help you learn and grow. Mm-hmm. And if, I don't know, pitbull taught me this, but yeah, it's like, you know, your mistakes help you develop, right? Like, oh, I should not slap that person across the face because that's like, not the right thing to do. Yeah, like, like, learn from your mistakes. Yeah, right? but you have to make mistakes in order to develop. Otherwise... yeah. You're going to be a shit person, you know. You have to fail first in order to succeed. Which um, which is interesting because a, a quote, which is still on my Instagram, which I don't really post on, is the reward of a thing well done is to have done it by Ralph Waldo Emerson. Mm, classic. And I live to that because in everything I, I do, I try to do well. You know, I strive for excellence, mm-hmm. fulfillment. I wouldn't call it perfection. But the other side of that coin. It's always the other side. Yeah, it, well, it's it's now not allowing me to make those mistakes, not giving myself permission. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like I'm not leaving a lot for opportunity to... to but yeah. I, I, to, I can take that into my understanding of that is that you know you've made those mistakes. So maybe you have to make new ones that you're not aware of. Mm. That's like, you know, that's that coin, you know? Yeah. And and maybe it's also, sorry, uh, fear of future mistakes. Like, oh, something could go wrong, which is something I feel a lot of us get wrapped up in. Like that being afraid to leap. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that I think that's what I was trying to go into. It's just... Um, Maybe this isn't the best quote. I have to reassess mm-hmm. how I view this quote mm-hmm. because recently I've been not humbled, but been more modest about where I want to be mm-hmm. and how quickly I can get there. And sometimes being that A plus worker may not get me there. Maybe advancement or further success means getting more uncomfortable with the or getting more comfortable with the uncomfortable in my case it's being average failing Mm -hmm. being a little bit more average like learning just take risks yeah take a little more risks running at 85 percent going wide wide open throttle is great but it tires you out which i think that's that's what it is yeah it's like you know is is it worth all this effort if i 
yeah anyways so that that's something that that's been on my mind for a while mm-hmm. but um, so i, I want to ask this question to you what's something that you thought was insurmountable but you overcame oh there's a bunch of times in my life just just stick with the um you know probably the biggest uh well i don't know about the biggest i'll share on the podcast but i'll i'll, I'll share one that's big mm-hmm. yeah, i think it was a career change mm-hmm. like where i you know i'm I think a lot of us, mm-hmm. including listeners, you're always gauging sort of your, your career goals and how how you're achieving the life you want. Um, and so it's it's a it was a big stress for me, and I wanted to do it well. And sometimes it meant thinking about a little too much again like the podcast Mm -hmm. you know you're 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 thinking about how to do it how to host a good podcast right you're researching mics you're researching um all the equipment but nothing comes to fruition Mm -hmm. whereas now i'm I'm being taught by Mm -hmm. life he's like hey if, if if we fuck up on our first podcast it doesn't fucking matter it doesn't matter and guess where that got us? It got us, it got us four seasons. Yeah. But uh, so you say that, right? But there's also another quote that I was watching Top Gear because um, Amazon Prime has it. So I was watching an old episode. My, the reason I do the podcast, right? Even though I wasn't asked the question is because I want to make something with my friends. I don't necessarily care about my the viewers, right? I find this entertaining and if other people enjoy it, so be it. But my my core understanding is I'm here to have a good time. Um, after a long week at work, this is a great way to like just kind of kick back, relax, a couple of drinks with my friends. Because I do it for me, and I I respect the listeners too much to say that I don't care about the listeners. Yeah, I mean, but you, <laughs> we need that sort of balance, right? Like you uh, you came today with like a. But I think we have to understand that our listeners are expecting this exact. I mean, that's why they're listening to us. Mm-hmm. I hope, right, listeners? You can let us know. Yeah, but I feel like they listen to us because they like us, right? Because we're doing what we like to do, right? We, we like to talk about what we like, right? And they're keying into that. So it, I get what you mean. Like, appeasement's one thing, right? But we also have to keep our best interest in mind because it is our podcast. Mm. It is a fine balance. I are on one side and you are on the other, right? But... That's that's the sort of thing that makes this uh, whole relationship work, right? Like, we keep each other in check and balance. And John here and Wayne, they, uh... <laughs> you know, it's funny that he, he named himself John, as in, like, John Wayne. Yeah. John slash Wayne? Yeah. It's weird. Yeah. So, when I first started this with Sammy, we, we, we sat down and really talked about it. We wanted to start something that wasn't really doing it for money. Right, um, Sammy and I both agreed on on that thing. But I mean, if money does come down the road, then it's it's a plus, right? Yeah. But at the end of the day, if it does not produce any money, it's it's the time that we spend together and the memories that create that thing, the things that we talk about, which is what we like to do. Yeah, like um, last week after the podcast, like I was reflecting, like. Wow, my friendship with like, you know, Wayne, Aaron, you, Sammy, Ed has blossomed so much like before like before this podcast, we didn't even know who we were, like who each other were, right? I mean, I can guarantee um you, Sammy, Ed, right? But it's like 
that's part of the dynamicism of the podcast. We're growing, we're becoming friends, we're becoming this one big unit, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, it's, it's an awesome thing to be a part of, you know? Yeah, that's true. You know, I'm just thinking about it right now. You know, we always have that one friend that ties the other friends. Mm-hmm. In my case, it's my best friend. Good guy. Sammy. Mm-hmm. And he's not here today, and, and yet I am. Yeah, and and I don't mean that as a, the way I phrased it might have sounded like a slight to Sammy, but it, <laughs> no, it means like. But we're here despite of him, because we. Sorry. Yeah, I, I, I wouldn't always. I, how do I put this? I think um, I have, if you, if I may. Yeah. He, he's helped bridge a gap of friendship, right? Because if you guys didn't know me, and like you know, we're doing this was like you know season one of podcast. There would be no real incentive for you for you to guys to come to my house, even though Sammy's out with this sickness or potential sickness, right? But we have like, I am famously really uncomfortable with my friends meeting my parents. But you guys were talking to my dad this morning, and that was like, or sorry, this evening. That was really cool. Like, I, I wouldn't do that. Like, we're building bridges of friendship. That's what I was trying to get to. You put it so eloquently. Yeah. Like I've managed to visit Wayne at his house, mm-hmm. and now yours. Without the need of having an intermed- intermediary. Yeah. So that's that's pretty neat. I was just looking back on that actually right now. Yeah. So it's like, it's great because we've um, developed a friendship, you know? Um, and I, I would love Sammy to be here. Like, I fucking love that guy. He's, he's brought us all together. But we've learned to become comfortable with each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. Very true. <laughs> yeah. It's a very deep podcast, this one. Yeah, I mean, it's it's strange because usually, like, um, I, I like... It's, like, small and personal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I, I like making stupid jokes all the time. I mean, it's it's weird. But reflection's good, you know? Maybe every once in a while having an introspective episode, you know? Because um, a couple of weeks ago when we had Ed and uh, Azit, it was boisterous, loud, you know? Yeah. So it, this kind of, like, mellow side of things balances our podcast, you know? balance that's something we all need to focus on mm. Mm. yeah take some time um i have a i have a mentor and, and i connected with her and she she told me save some time for grace is grace cute uh i had to i had to you know where sometimes we have expectations where we want this podcast to be boisterous, right? Loud, profitable. <laughs> Other times, you know, it's different. It is, you know, you want to be able to speak into the void with your friends, you know, and get your thoughts out there. Because that's what I like about this podcast. You know, I get to express myself. Because uh, I've been told I wear my heart on a sleeve, and I've become I've grown to understand that. And so now, by doing this, balance key, right? I can express myself with my friends and stay level-headed at work, you know? I'm still eccentric and stuff at work, but I'm not weird, you know? People can approach me because this this is a nice way to express. Mm. You know when a sponge is full of water mm-hmm. and you squeeze that water out? That's what this podcast is. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wayne, how about you? What do you feel about that? Well, <laughs> it, a little bit of what's, what Arvin said, it's 
something that brings us joy, right? Something that we look forward to at the end of the week. Um, I mean, for most of you guys, it's the end of the workday. Um, but for me, it's like a midweek, <laughs> which is nice. It's like my hump day. Mm. Um, but it's like some teachers like decompress, which is nice because we always do talk about our weeks, how everything goes, everyone goes through it, um, which is nice. Yeah, how is it? You know, sometimes we forget that <laughs> for us, it's the end of the week and yeah. for Wayne, it's... It's his friend's day. Like, yeah. if I did this on a Wednesday night, I'd be like, oh, work. Yeah, it's a Wednesday. It's <laughs> like, it's like, it's like seeing a, seeing a psychiatrist, you know, they sit you down and yeah. they like, so how's your, how's your week? Yeah, Wayne's our psychiatrist because he sits here, silently ponders and listens and takes it all in stride. Do you find yourself to be introspective or you just don't really... What's the word I'm looking for? Uh, I know what you're looking for. Sorry, because I'm always... I'm thinking of that SpongeBob quote where Patrick's like, the inner mechanisms of my mind are an enigma. And that, I literally feel like that's what embodies Wayne because it's just like this mass of fluidity that's just constantly in flux. Inclined. Yeah. <laughs> are you inclined to be introspective? Sure. Like, do you do you seek that as a part of who you are? It's like sometimes you like to sit down and be like, huh. Or not really. You just kind of take things as they go. A little bit of both. Um, I mean, for this podcast, I I usually just sit back, listen, not chime in. Um, sometimes I'll talk a little bit more, but. Yeah. Yeah, and a little bit of both. Yeah, you are always so silent, so it's just like, what is going on in that? I just sit back and absorb Oops. like a sponge. Hey, by the way, Wayne posted a story on his Instagram the other day. He's fucking looking fine. Ladies, oh, tap into Wayne's <laughs> DMs. I took a screenshot. Are you introverted, Arvind? Um, I don't know if you ever taken that. Um. So the Myers Briggs test. Uh, it, it came with the INTJ. INTJ. Huh? Mm-hmm. I believe that's what I got. But I find myself an ambivert because when I am, let's just say, at a club or you know, at a party, I can talk to anybody. But it's never anything deep, right? It's like I, like an interview. I know how to talk to somebody to get them to speak, right? Because at the end of the day, right, people just want to talk about themselves. <laughs> um. But yeah, I spend a lot of my time in like deep speculation, especially when I'm back home from work, you know, just so, like. So that was kind of the question I had for Wayne. So you, you give yourself some time to speculate? I, I would say most of my time is speculation because anytime I meet someone new, I just try to use them to understand myself better. I'm not really trying to talk to them to get to know them. Which is as fucked up as that sounds, it is true. <laughs> but, you know, I also feel like I'm doing them a service because people want to talk about themselves. You know, it's very funny because mm-hmm. I'm extrovert. And that's my approach to how I speak to people. Mm-hmm. People really like talking about themselves. And often, oftentimes you can serve, well, I'm saying the word serve, you can serve them or do them a favor 
by allowing them to do so. Mm-hmm. And you get to learn more about not only them, but how you can approach that too. Yeah. So that's sort of how the introspection I do. Yeah. And you know what? You know what's really good about doing that? They, um, they like you. Yeah. I mean, I, I have plenty of friends, but I don't care for most of them, <laughs> except for the ones, you know, that I allow in my house. Um, but yeah, like it, it is a really strong tool. I don't know if that's what you were getting at, Aaron. Yep. Yep. Um, Wayne, have you ever taken that test? I have not. Mm. No. Um, but I'm a little bit between. So, um, like going to parties and whatnot, not really like out there socializing. A wallflower a of sorts. Well, it, yeah. I mean, it's funny that you both bring up the sort of the social aspect of it. Mm-hmm. Um, because I'm, I'm, I've taken this test multiple times on, on different, um, even paid assessments too. I mean, I'd have to pay for it, but mm-hmm. someone's um, paying for it. And I've always gotten the same, same results, which were, sorry. um, in terms of the personality that I am, not so much how that changes between, because often. Often there's variance, but you're always going to be either more introverted or extroverted. I think it's very rare to be have 50-50. Um, I would say I'm leaning towards more extra. Yeah. The intro. Yeah. I would say you're more intro than extra. I don't know. I'm, but I also don't know because like you definitely seem extroverted. I don't have a good read on myself, and that's why I'm sending my sister through a psych. Uh, psych. <laughs> so she can get a read on you. Yeah, so she can <laughs> tell me about myself. You know, because uh, that's another thing. I hate actually meeting new people. Um, an example, right? I want to get tattoos. I only know two tattoo artists. Mm. I'm not going to go out and get a tattoo randomly. I just cannot do it. I'll be like, I don't know you. I don't want you touching my body. So like in that sense, I feel like... <laughs> was that like an introverted thing? I don't know. I don't know. That yeah, it's weird. Thing. I am also very <laughs> weird. I forget about this all the time. But sort of the to the next topic I wanted to get to, so there was a, a leeway into that, mm-hmm. is that oftentimes I I always I always say that oftentimes it's okay, but nope. usually I don't have that space to you know give myself some time to think about how the going ons in my life, and sometimes I can really pinpoint. Uh, different eras in my lifetime that I want to reach back to uh, because I'm so involved in other people's lives as you know mm-hmm. speculating about how how well I'm helping them on their journey um, there's times where I'm like hey this is a how'd I put this you need to focus on yourself yeah well I have that challenge mm. I I don't know how to focus on myself sometimes because I care so deeply about others. It becomes burdensome. Mm-hmm. That's the, the weakness of it, of, of who I am. Mm-hmm. Um, but I want to talk about um, an event or a time that you can pinpoint and sort of feel like nostalgic about it. Um, and I'll give you an example, Wayne. Um, so during the shelter in place, uh, what was that? March, April. I think so. Of 2020. 
Um, I had just quit my other job and I was going to start a new job. Um, and I had come back from Mexico and it was such a strange era because when someone picked me up or my brother picked us up from the airport, freeways were empty. You know, everyone was at home and it was this new world. And I had a lot of time to myself to think, right? Because I didn't have to worry about work. I mean, I was literally in between a job. And so many different emotions came up during that time, including interests. Like I was picking up the guitar, um, picking up new genres I was listening to. Um, and, it's, and after worrying so much about how I'm doing on my day to day and usually feeling numb about my life, that was one where it wasn't the best of times for the world. But I actually really enjoyed it. But it's it's like more you time. Yeah, I suppose you can call it you time. Or me time. Reflection. But it was a time where I had time. <laughs> to say it simply. Um, making the most out of the situation. And Wayne, I'm wondering if you ever have an era, not, not a memory, but an era or a chapter in your life, you look back to and it makes, it provokes a, a, a very distinct or unique feeling. Maybe I'm getting kind of like chasing at straws here. Might be something just too personal, but. No, 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 no. I think that's, like, person, per, being personal is good. Cause like, once uh, like so if I can just elaborate one more mm -hmm. sentence. Mm-hmm. Something it'd be difficult to define, right? Mm -hmm. You can't call it joy, you can't call it nostalgic, mm -hmm. because you might have other types of events in your life, and it'll be a different feeling. Um, I have two events. Um, I'll, I'll go in importance um, uh, in order of impact, so less to most. First one was my first music concert I ever went to like our sorry, music festival outside lines right and um, day one right listen to postal service blah 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 right great sets but then we got to the flume menu right and flume opened with his uh, remix of tennis courts by Lord and I cannot explain what I felt mm. it felt it's not ethereal is not even it's the closest I could get but just like I could feel the waves of music going through the crowd. Because um, that the intro of that song is super powerful, right? It's just like, I don't know. I, I can't explain it, but it was that. That is, I think, what you're getting at. It's just like... You can't explain it, but you can feel it. I can feel it. and That's I can, what I was getting at. Yeah. Um, after my car accident, I don't have very many memories, but thankful, I'm very grateful that one stayed because... What my body felt is something I can't put into words. It was beyond happiness. It was beyond joy. I, nothing mattered in that moment. Just w listening to the music waves flow through the crowd of people. Everyone's listening to the same thing. Everyone's feeling the same thing. Just this shared group energy. I, like I said, beyond words. Because it was, it was through the air. It felt electric. It was a very powerful moment. I'll say that. 
You know, actually, that just... You know, I prompted that question. Mm-hmm. Wayne, I don't know if you have anything, but... Um, we both harped on a very impactful event in a negative way mm-hmm. and making the most out of it. So making a sort of joy or happiness, but not necessarily joy or happiness. Because mm-hmm. I was talking about the pandemic. Mm-hmm. You know, everyone's like, when when it was some deep scares. Right, no traffic. Yeah, I mean, everyone was, was literally sheltering. This was, <coughs> that feeling prompted the day after the shelter in place mm-hmm. is when I came back to the country from Mexico. And I think it's because of, I wouldn't say tr- maybe trauma, but just a, a shared a shared feeling mm-hmm. of... It's a shock. Negative emotions. Mm-hmm. Maybe the reason why you can't define this I'm about to get really deep here mm-hmm. is because humans are woven on a different a network of shared experiences network of shared experiences that <sighs> we can't always see but we can feel we can feel and we can't define right yeah, I think that's so powerful it is that that's part of like being human you know like yeah we could I could live my life alone in some woods I'd die really quick because you need that interconnectedness. Well, not only that, but it teaches us that we're not alone. Exactly. We're not alone and we're not alone in our feelings. Mm -hmm. And sometimes you have to have tough conversations or even with yourself, but with other people about times when they're really down and I'm sure some of us have have had those. We've had them in each other. Thoughts or or trying to con- or empathize with another person that's going through some stuff. But the very fact that that you put that premise mm-hmm. um, in this conversation is the very fact that someone could feel those feelings means that someone else is feeling them right now or has felt them in the past. Mm-hmm. And you have to remind, and it's a reminder, it's like this, this too shall pass. Mm-hmm. Because you're not alone in those feelings. You're not. I am, um, if I wanted to share the second one. So you see that bicycle over there in that corner, right? To you guys. It's listeners can't. Yes. Listeners can't. It is a 20, 2009 Cannondale Synapse 5. Red on white with black accents. It's a road bike. Um, to you guys, it's a bicycle. To me, it's memories. It's memories. I I can't explain. I I want to sell that bike. I could sell that bike, get good money for it, but I can't sell it. I I can't sell it because it, I don't know how I I can't describe how it makes me feel. It's it's happiness. It's pain. It's memories, right? You can't you can't put a price on memories. Um, one specific memory that I'm happy I have as well is a um, Cape Lookout in Oregon. Uh, me and my uh, friend Chris, um, we rode our bikes up this, this fourteen thousand feet of elevation. Right, that was pain. 
intensity. Beautiful, but it sucked. We got to the, the top of like, you know, that, uh, that mountain. Uh, we low overlooked the ocean and then there was that feeling of immenseness and also smallness, right? You're so small while looking over the ocean. That is a chance to use the word awesome correctly. <laughs> I refuse to use that word, uh -huh. <laughs> but awesome is a word. I think awesome. Yeah. Th and that's the feeling that you felt. It was, yeah, but it was beyond awesome. What was like getting up there? First of all, you know, you're, I'm a freshman going to, you know, freshman in high school going to junior or uh, sophomore year. And we, we conquered that one mountain, right? It was our second day of riding. Uh, we kind of conquered that mountain. It, it was beyond awesome. The awesome part was riding down the mountain. And th that was those emotions I can't channel either. Like I, to be that young, to experience that is just, it was different, otherworldly. I wasn't in this world. Um, you and your best friend in the whole world, you know, uh, he lost his father from cancer and we're, we're cycling for a cause, you know, like we're, we're doing this for him. And then it's just a whole soup of emotions. It's emotion soup. That's the best way I can put it. It's good. It's bad. It's ugly. But you fucking are doing it. Yeah. I mean, I don't... I, w I would... Kind of piggyback back to Aaron on what he was saying. Um, I don't know. I, I didn't really have a... Well, I guess I did have a break of that, that one month time. But I saw at school, so I didn't really have me time, um, in a sense. But... Um, I, I like the feel of having something to do all the time. I don't really like to just sit back and not do anything. Um, so not having work, which having schoolwork, it was, it was kind of boring mm -hmm. in a sense. Um, I think that's why I cherish those moments because I'm the same way. I have to keep busy. <coughs> right. Yeah. An idle mind is a wasted one. But I think what I was trying to get at is what makes these events so powerful Powerful is because how rare they are. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I, I still had something to do, but I also, I, I don't really like change in a way. So if you take that out of the equation, I saw something else, but the other thing was still missing. So I guess that was what's missing was work. That was the thing that was missing. But I wasn't really like hands free. Um, like nothing to do. Like I still had something to do, but I was still missing the other half of what I had to do or what I like to do. We, we need to uh, fucking book a trip to Europe and put you there. I, I can we do that? We can definitely do that. Let's do that. Nurburgring, Nurburgring, dude, yeah, just we gotta. Wayne, I feel like you just need to fucking enjoy life. In the, in, in the no disrespect, I, I know you're having the ball great ass time, but because this is something I was thinking about, um, I need to get out there and experience more. 
because I love living in Fremont, right? I love going to work. But I could, I want to love seeing new places again. Experiencing new things, meeting people from different cultures. I, I don't know if that's something you guys care about. I like traveling to places, trying different foods. Um, I guess Ed and I share the same thing where we like to try different foods. Um, and I guess traveling different places, you also get to see different views, different uh, things outside the norm of what were you pretty much used to, mm -hmm. which is like the Bay Area. Um, we're just lucky to live here because this is such a diverse melting pot. Like you can get bomb ass Mexican food, drive like 20, like 10 well, miles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And get I mean, mm -hmm. It's, it's, yeah, the Bay Area, it's like you, you get everything, right? Yeah. Everything on the spectrum because it's what usually everyone comes to the Bay Area. Mm -hmm. um, but I like, you know, LA is a nice area. Mm -hmm. A lot of people don't like LA. Um, when was the last time you went to uh, Taiwan? If that was a couple years ago, and th that's in itself like a trip, right? Like street food in Taiwan must be amazing, right? Yeah, I mean it, it's it's like the culture, it's the type of food, it's the atmosphere that you're in. So it's really nice. Mm -hmm. um, it's uh, cheap. <laughs> uh, you were born in Taiwan, right? Correct. Yeah. Do you, do you feel like this uh, kinship? When you go back there, like, because when I go back to India, right, I step off the airplane, I, I feel the humidity hit me. I'm like, oh, I'm home, even though I didn't grow up in this country, but I feel like I'm at home. Is that something you share? Not so much. I mean, I don't really have memories at all staying there when I was younger. I mean, pretty much. Yeah, neither did I. But like when I do go back, like I feel connected. That's what I'm trying to get at. I don't feel as connected because... Uh, so my dad's side's all in Taiwan, right? Then the only time I get to see him or talk to him is if I go back. Mom's side is all here. Um, so going back there, I feel like I'm like a little bit of more of a foreigner because there's a lot of different like family members I've never seen before. Um, even though they're family, it's like I've never seen them. Yeah, you're not connected. Yeah. Um, and even if I do go back, it's like years and times, mm -hmm. um, years apart. So not, not so much as connected, but I feel like a, it's like a little vacation in a way. It is a vacation. I get that. But, uh, it's, you know what, going back to what Aaron asked, right? Me going back to India every time. That's something I can't put into words. And that's what I was trying to like ask you and get from you. So I'll, I'll draw on both. Yes, I do feel that when I visit Mexico. You were born in... I was born here. Okay. But I go to Mexico so often, and it was part of my early... Uh, my bringing up, if you will. Development. My development, yeah, correct. I feel like if I did go back to Taiwan a little bit more often, then it will feel a little bit more normal. Um, but the fact that when I go there, like, Three times? No. Yeah, I've only been back three times in the last 26 years. Mm. So I don't feel as connected as if I went back like every other year. Then I feel like it's like a second home. But to me, it's like, it's like a destination spot. I see. Mm. That's, and sorry. To tie in what Arvin was saying and what you were saying, Wayne. 
um, the sort of experience, different people, different foods. For me, it's, I like to imagine wherever I visit, how I would like to be a native there. Someone who lived their whole life without experiencing other places and truly felt what it was like to be in like, for example, Seattle, <laughs> their whole life, mm -hmm. what it meant to them to be a Seattle native. Right. Proud Supersonics fan. Or yeah. Mexico. Mm -hmm. You know, when I'm traveling to the, I'm traveling to my village, the very fact that they know that geography, the culture so well, it's so, it's part of their DNA. And I wonder about that. That's what I like to, to experience. Mm -hmm. I like to imagine myself, what if I had infinite lifetimes and felt, really felt like what I feel as a native Bay Arian or a Californian, if you will. And if I can share that or at least upload all that experience to someone who doesn't mm -hmm. know what that feels like. If I can get that from them, I think it'd be amazing. Aaron, first of all, boy, do I have news for you. <laughs> um, so uh, not to bring religion too deeply into this, but Buddhism, Hinduism, right? Re reincarnation. And then I, I read, this is another quote that I read that has also deeply impacted my life and how I treat other people. It's that um, when you pass away, right, you live every human life. So just when you pass away, we reset and you were born in like, I don't know, 16th century, you know, Europe and you're a farm girl. So that's how I, I like to view the world, you know, like we are one in the same, right? Eventually the experiences you have, I will have as well. Because, you know, it's just that shortest shared mentality, right, of having life. Um, obviously, I'll never experience it firsthand, but that's how I like to view things. Like, oh, that person is me and I am them. We are all one shared existence. N does that make sense? Yes. Uh, we're all a part of equation of a really long math formula. Mm -hmm. That the parameters right now are people who are alive and are existing on earth but i haven't even put the inputs for going back in time mm -hmm. what you know i just defined it like what it's like to live in the bay area in the 26 that i 26 years that i've lived it mm -hmm. what about if i got to experience another 26 years where i wasn't in it there's a uh, word in english for that it's called sonder Sonder, I, I feel that a lot. Yeah, that's so that what you experience. Yeah, it took me a second to recollect that. But sonder is what you're experiencing. It's um thoughts of like what another per person experiences in their lifetime, like or another person's life story. Um, pretty sure that's the word. Please dictionary check me. You can always just pick up and move to Kentucky. Yeah, no. Yeah, that, that's exactly it. Yeah, do you mind reading that? You since I saw you have it pulled up. The realization that each random passerby is living a life as vivid and complex as your own, and that's exactly what I've for twenty six years, I felt, and felt that I was operating in the world, and I think it just stems back to how much I place my thoughts in others mm -hmm. versus myself. So there's another word for that. It's uh, mindfulness. You have a lot of mindfulness, which is rare and mm, a lot. It's very rare. No, nobody's mindful. 
Let's be honest. I, you know, I struggle with, you know, and you've been mentioning it. It's like the, like, worry about yourself, mm-hmm. introspection. Because I'm always thinking about how much I can provide for others. Mm-hmm. Or how I can best provide for others. But it's nice feeling, Sondra. I do enjoy it. Yeah. No, you just, you, I don't know about you, but like, uh, go on BART, right? Public transport, right? Mm-hmm. Just see somebody sitting there like, mm-hmm. what the fuck have you gone through? What is your life? Sondra is a beautiful thing because it goes hand in hand with mindfulness because they're like, I could act a fool on the BART. I could fucking shit on a seat. Why would I want to bring that into their life? Their beautiful, complex life. I, I don't know if that make that uh, anal- or uh, statement made sense, but it does to me. Um, it, 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 I, I need to explain that better, but it's hard. That's a hard thing to explain. Are you trying to gauge of how, like, how I would react to that or respond to that? Not that, but why would you add that to someone's life? Because I think that's. I don't really question why someone would want to. I just question why they would in mm-hmm. the first place, because I understand that this is all part of that shared human experience. Someone has to shit on a seat. That's true. And that was that person. Mm-hmm. And that's how I view the event. Yeah. I, I don't look at anything past that. I mean, I could, but... Sometimes it's it's interesting just to gauge or sit back and observe like Wayne does so often. Right. And just appreciate that. Okay, maybe there's a third party sitting on a sheet. Sitting, shitting on a seat. Sorry. That was a good tongue twister. Right? I, I understand this is... Ha- yeah. On a seat, shitting on a seat. <laughs> <laughs> shitting on a sheet. Um, I understand this is happening... Pay no attention, but I love to watch because, like, when I'm on Bart, right? There's always a character uh, for our Muscovian and European listeners. Bart is Bay Area Rapid Transport, which is uh, our fucking. It's shit. like a metro. Yeah, yeah. So it's a link for all this for a lot of the Bay Area here. Yeah, it's metro with no sexual. Yes. I had to slip that in there. Um, you know, there, there's always a character on uh, on the on the Bart, right? Hell yeah. Yeah. And I think what I'm trying to get at is I view, I try to view everyone as characters. Mm-hmm. They just have different roles. They're all, we're all NPCs. We're and all. They in. have to be playing their purpose mm-hmm. and, and just appreciating that, I suppose, or at least acknowledging it. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it sucks. Yeah. Because some of those NPCs do worse things than others. Mm-hmm. But it goes back to the balance. Like, you, you can't define. Good behavior, unless you have bad behavior, shitting on a seat. Yeah, behavior. <laughs> but like, like it is like going back to that, right? Like, I'm not. Let's just say third party. Someone's pooping on a seat. I can't say that. Shitting on a seat. Oh, I can't say that. Um, someone's pooping on a seat, right? I know it's happening, right? But I like watching other people's reactions to it. Yeah, I think everyone does. Yeah, it's just like, yeah. what the fuck? And is they're th- viewing your reaction too. Yeah, and me is just like I'm just sitting there like giggling. <laughs> It's like it's like reaction videos, right? Yeah, it is. Like it's like you watch the person who's actually reacting to the reaction video, but then you also see the comments and you see everyone else. And it's all responses and reactions to that. Yeah. Why do we care about that? Because it's a shared human experience. Yeah. Yeah. Like, oh, I feel so and so. Do other people feel the same? 
and we read that we are we we're like we feel reaffirmed for the most part but then there's always the outliers like oh i found this um, stimulating in the wrong sense mm. right mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. two girls one cup right okay yeah you had to bring it there <laughs> yeah i had to bring you it. and shitting man <laughs> uh, and bring the bathroom pictures in the beginning <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. We're getting into something deep here with Arvin about shit. I've been having problems pooping. Poop water. I'm just jealous. Work. Yes. Ass bleeding. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, I don't know. It's just a fr- potty humor. That's where my mind goes to. Yeah. Not not to detract from the... It's balance, you know? We're having such an intellectual discussion. Got to bring it down with some poop. Mm. Mm. Bring us back to roots. Bring us back <laughs> to reality. I, I, <laughs> balanced. The yeah. Bart is like the perfect example of reality. Because it has everyone. Because people who do work in the city um, take Bart. People who just go there for fun take Bart. Homeless people take Bart. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like all types of people. I, I, it is I the th- melting pot of the barrier. That fucking barrier. Rapper transit line. Because you, you, Fremont. I can't do it right now. <coughs> yeah, because you. Fremont Park. Fremont. One springs rain now. I'm running platform too. <laughs> it's like it's like you 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 basically see everyone, and at each stop there's different characters. Yeah. Yeah, and different you know, different like, like you you pass you pass Hayward, and then you get some people on some Schwinn bikes that I'm sure they <laughs> stole or found <laughs> yep. in the neighborhood. Uh, you, you get to Fruitvale, and you have a family of you know. A family with two kids, and then you have someone with like round glasses, a, a chic haircut, and some tattoos. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then you have little Wayne sitting on the Bart the with back two pizzas, two pizza no. slices, one for his grandma. <laughs> and then you yeah. get to like oh, the fi- Embarcadero and the financial district in San Francisco, yeah. and it's different people. Yeah, because I, I, yeah, because I, I would take Bart from from San Francisco back to Fremont, mm-hmm. and I would just sit there and watch. It's so fun to, you know, uh, I like taking Bart from Fremont to San Francisco because before the whole extension to San Jose, right? Fremont was the end of the line. I, I would go to Union City, Bart. Wait, they have San Jose? Yeah, trust me. It's in Bart. I, have, I don't, will never step foot in Bart, by the way, anymore. Unless like my life depends on it. Um, but I would get on on Union City, which is the second last stop going towards San Francisco. And like, as the train progresses, you know, more and more people are coming and you're just sitting in your seat watching like, hmm. And I, I won't, I'm not going to lie. I've, I've fallen in love on Bart. You know, sometimes the most beautiful person just walks through those doors and you're just like, wow. Yeah. And sometimes the most smelliest person who likes to shit on. On seats. Yeah. We'll walk in and you, you just, you don't really do anything. You just look, mm-hmm. and you just acknowledge. And you're like, oh, now he's taking a shit. This is a interesting segue from what is a memorable thing you've like, you know, seen on the Bart. Hmm. I remember one time someone had to pee so bad and went between the trains and peed. That's it. That's it. Yeah. At the time I was very young and the side seats are for pregnant women and, and seniors and yeah. people with disabilities. And I didn't know that. And this one really, let's put them big boned person mm-hmm. came in, looked at me like a nine year old pointed at me and just went <laughs> just you know told me to like up get up. up that's it safety 
And uh, I was like, okay, this is strange. I can't really defend myself because um, <laughs> I'm 70 you. pounds and this guy's <laughs> probably, you know. Got 300 on you? Rounding average 259. Yeah. So, um, and I had, you know, I had to take BART for a long time during college. Mm-hmm. Oh, so you took BART to a, mm-hmm. the school of your choice? Yes, uh, a school of a choice. <laughs> yes. Um, after a while, it just all becomes a wash, which sucks. It's desensitization, desensitization mm-hmm. right? Like yeah. What Arvin said. <laughs> it just becomes a numb. Yeah. That's the thing, like, for me, I don't take BART enough. I can't get numb. So every time I go on, it's a new and overbearing experience. That's why I don't like taking BART. Yeah, I mean, like at at first, Bart is scary. Uh, well, like yeah, I, I guess. But Bart was, it was like an adventure, right? Um, but over time, as I took Bart, uh, it was desensitizing, right? Yeah. And you just you just hop on, you wait, get off of Fremont, and then everything in between is just all mashed them together. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't really have. But those first few instances, you probably you should may have noticed, or like in high school, t- going to bar, taking going to San Francisco, you must have noticed some some odd shit. I mean, when I was younger, I never really, I didn't really notice people inside. Mm-hmm. I was mainly noticing. I'm, I'm, I'm the, I was the kid that looked outwards. Oh yeah, because it's, it's better outside. Yeah, um, and I always had the window seat. Crime always had the seat inside or the the, the outside seat. So I always look outside. Um, so I don't really have. How much memories? Um, um, as a as a fellow window looker, I would loved going past the port of Oakland because you know the AT-ATs they have over there yeah. that always would like captivate me. You know, I would read books like Brave New World and imagine myself like what it would like to be. Aldous Huxley. Desensitized to having <laughs> helicopters as your main for- form of transportation. Just as people in like the past has have probably viewed Bart as like this novel of technology, and how much of an event it would be an adventure to ride a train that would connect you from one piece of the Bay Area to another. Yeah, I would sometimes say you have to just appreciate it, and it sucks when things go numb. Yeah, yeah. I think the only thing that will that like kind of sticks to me is the person who was always talking about every station and always Fruitville because Fruitville has some history yeah some some quite questionable people the station not not the city wait I'm sorry I stepped away which station Fruitville Fruitville station my cousin used to live out there yeah yeah they made a movie about it but I also like it's it's because I I don't know I was young and I was like oh Fruitville (laughs) you know uh-huh. I've I've never so, I I, did, I never stopped in between Fremont or Embarcadero. Mm-hmm. So every every, pretty much every city, was like, ooh, I wonder what's down there. I yeah no I, yeah. I watch from the outside as I that's Sonder. Yeah, as I that but it's like Sonder for a location. I get that. So yeah. that's what I that's what I long for when I'm traveling. I I, I, I get it. I get it. It's like on a mass scale, Sonder on a mess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So sometimes not so much about 
a persona mm-hmm. or one person in particular, but a place, a place, a time. We we value so much where we come from, the location, what it means to us. Yep. You know, you jump out of a plane, you, you 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 exit a plane and you feel the humidity. It's India for you. Mm-hmm. That feeling. Can I can I sort of connect with it or try to understand it? Yeah. I feel when I get out of the plane and I smell wet mm. cement or wet dirt with like petroleum. That's Mexico to me. As soon as I come back, uh-huh. as soon as I get to um because where I'm from it's famously known for its that that smell, the wet mm-hmm. wet dirt. Um yeah, and I'm, and I'm like, hey, you know, this is such a powerful emotion for me. Smell it brings you back to so and many that, memories. And that's why I enjoy smell so much mm. and why I'm such a fragrance nerd now. Because I try to... It's the best way to recollect memories. That's exactly right. And that's why I compartmentalize or at least organize fragrances based on season, based on moods. Time of day, even. Time of day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's funny bringing that up because um, when Aaron came to my house on Monday, right? Um, uh, I caught a or I caught a whiff, a uh, waft, sorry, of uh, your exhaust fumes. Oh, no, no, sorry. No, last time, last weekend when we recorded at Sammy's, caught a waft of your exhaust fumes, and the first thing I said to you is like, "That smells like India," <laughs> just because diesel cars are you know, like. It reminded me your car reminded me of my grandparents' like you know a diesel car. And um, yeah, it, it's a powerful tool. Yeah, it's like every station had its, uh, its own specific smell, right? Mm-hmm. When once the door was open, you take a whiff. Um, but like Embarcadero had just that specific smell because that's always the stop that I always come out, go off of. So Embarcadero for me is lingering piss. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Am I wrong? Uh, a lot of bar stations are like... <laughs> yeah, yeah, but Embarcadero, because like, that's, once again, like that's a station you frequent when you're going to San Francisco. Yeah, but it's that piss, but, but with like railroad smell. Yes. Mixed and, together. And here's a smell we always forget, human sweat. Because yeah. under Embarcadero is an underground station, Yep. so there's a lot of uh, human smell. Yeah, so that's the one I, I know the most, because that's always the one that I always go off of. So the moment you exit that door and you go you go yep it's the right station yeah it's damp yeah. it's rank rank is i think the word i'm looking for there it's a it's, it's a r- funky it's funky yeah there's some toe fungus floating around yeah yeah uh, yeah but embargo is it's 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 a really nice station i mean it- <laughs> my favorite part about embargo is when you fucking go up the stairs and you just look up and it's and you see new me you see oh no no i mean Oh. You go up and then you go up, right? Yeah. yeah. And you're just in the middle of San Francisco. It's like, how the fuck did I get here? Right? For, for me, like, that's my favorite part it of my part. It's like every shot of New York in movies, almost. Yeah. It's like, oh uh, shit, I'm in a city. Right. You look up and it's just like, wow. But it's that different <laughs> smell level, like under underground. Oh, underground, you, yeah. The moment you come out of the bar, you get that one smell. And then you, when you hit the next level, the different smell. It's a little bit lighter. Right. You get more oxygen and more air. <laughs> and then the, the moment you hit top and you're like, 
Ah, there we go. There we go. Yeah, That's San Francisco. More piss and shit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. Now, yes, I agree. San Francisco smells like disgusting. Off on market. So yeah. It's like yeah. But I remember days of old, you know, in the knots, the 09s, the 08s, even the 10s. You, is San Francisco to me smelled cold. Mm. That's that's so so. Correct me, San Francisco. I, that's the weather I like the most. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, t- to this day, I, I still like it. Um, I I feel like it's like the perfect weather because it's not really too hot, but it's also not really too cold. Um. So it's like t-shirt slash like sweater, light sweater. Yeah, layers really help in that city. Oh, yeah. yeah. San Francisco is a layered city through and through. But it's like different different areas of San Francisco has different weather patterns. Like if you're in the city, it's a little bit more cold. Mm-hmm. But when you go outwards, it's like a little bit warmer. Um, more of that sea salt, more less that piss. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I want to I wanna tell you. So my favorite neighborhood is the, you know, the avenues, you know. What, what about you guys? Like, what's your favorite area in San Francisco? That's tough for me. Um, so, so San Francisco is nice. Mm-hmm. Um, Chinatown brings back a lot of memories. Mm-hmm. The little park that's in the, the smack dad of all these houses and whatnot. So that's really nice. Um, seeing all the foods different types of foods the color the buildings are colored yeah. so it's it's like a it's like a little city inside a little city mm-hmm. that's what i like about japantown yeah in san francisco as well japantown feels airy so um i don't know if you know this about me um i used to be a delivery driver in san francisco um did that for a while so just those were good times yeah but then area each area is different, right? So grandma lived in certain, like Chinatown, but then my uncle lived in uh, Sunset. Mm-hmm. Sunset's beautiful. Yeah, so Sunset has a different smell. Chinatown has a different smell. Um, Sunset's like a little bit more like the suburbs. Yeah, and you get that salty air because you're yeah. next to the... Yeah, it's a little bit more open. Still crowded, but it's a different type of crowded. I mean, Chinatown's like, like face-to-face crowded. Hey, also, um, we just got a confirmation. Wayne, Wayne's family is ballin', confirmed. No, I'm not ballin'. I um, said your family, not you. Oh, yeah. Um, but I, I feel like the place that I like would be like the lower Pacific Heights area. Because mm-hmm. I, like, I like how those buildings look. Um, it's less people, but the area it's around has really nice houses. I like how they look like the design um so that's where i like it it's nice quiet surprisingly for being san francisco um it's peaceful it is i don't get to um define that city so much so I don't know what favorite area would be for me at least I mean I haven't really found a strong liking to this to San Francisco Um, although Japan town is probably up there for sure oh uh, yeah Um, 
that's it, it, sorry no that's that's it really i mean i have yeah i i don't know because my so my girlfriend's sister lives in san francisco she lives near balboa that's a good neighborhood and it's a much different experience than you know going to Pantown or even San Francisco has a lot of like micro cities. Yeah, honestly, yeah. that's what that's why I'm just like, huh? I I can't really pinpoint. So um, my friend's mom lives in Bernal Heights, which is similar to Balboa, and but even the difference between Bernal and Balboa is like ages and bounds. Yeah, and so I I. I let me just say this. I don't like San Francisco as a whole. I fucking do not like that city. Even though, you know, it is San Francisco. But you find the pocket that grooves with you. And you appreciate that. And I think that's the beauty of San Francisco. That's why so many people like it. For So off bat, like you just said, Japantown, right? And that's the pocket you like. And that's the magic of San Francisco. I like it because... I've been to Chinatown, and I think that would be an, uh, another one I like. Um, I went on a, I guess you would call it a field trip. Mm-hmm. And I had to go into the shops. Um, and what's funny about Chinatown, I don't know if it's the same for Japantown, but you have a lot of retirees mm-hmm. in Chinatown. Mm-hmm. And it felt like a different country altogether. People are old there. And there's a lot of yep. old people there. Yeah, no, Japan, you're, you're absolutely correct. Japantown's not the same as Chinatown. Especially uh, at the park at Chinatown. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, oh, exa- my God. Tai Chi. You know, you said that, and that's exactly where my mind went. Oh. And Japantown, what I liked about it is the shops inside. Mm-hmm. You, that the, the shopping mark, right? And then there's like, like concrete structure, you know, that defines Japantown. Yeah, you have like the Americans, you know, because it's... It's a, it is San Francisco, America, California, America. But, but that's exactly it. Mm-hmm. The Americans felt like foreigners in both Japantown and in Chinatown. I, I love going through a little, like the little strip mall in Japantown because each store embodies, you know, Japan, I would say. Like my favorite store in that area, right, uh, is the incense store. There's, it's a, I don't know if it's still there. It's just a small fucking vendor. And this guy like imports his Japanese incense. And I step in there and I just don't feel like I'm in California, let alone America. Yeah, I, I spent a nice date um, there. And it felt it was such a great experience because it was such a different experience. But I ended it with a sort of like a we went to the theaters. But the, the, the theaters in there in, in Japantown. Um, you know, we watched an American movie. We watched. Uh, was that Shin? Shenyun? Shang-Chi. Shang-Chi. But it's such a lovely theater because it had that, that Japanese aesthetic. So it was kind of like blending both of the worlds, I suppose. Sounds like we need a SF trip. Ah, yes. If none of us drive there or someone drives a car, they're not worried about getting destroyed. No, no. You got to take part. You got to take the whole experience of part. You know what? Fuck it. I'll just Uber. <laughs> you know, and I think with that, uh, we'll wrap it up. 
I think it was a nice experience, uh, a more introspective podcast. Something we're not always keen to do, especially with the amount of people we have at times. But fun to do. Yeah. Thanks for tuning in. This has been Last Call Garage. Um, season four, episode, episode three. three. Yep. Um, um, give us a quick rating on wherever you're listening. Um, helps us out to get the content you want, or as Aaron so beautifully put it, how we're just doing doing the things we want to do. Uh, we value all feedback. We could always use some love and support. And we're trying to bring that exactly just for you. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, I want to have a little challenge for listeners this week. Wait, uh, may I put a fun sound effect? Challenge time. Thank you. You're welcome. I'm curious. Uh, whenever you're listening to us, what are you doing? Are you at work? Like Wayne and Sammy um, were introduced to the podcasting, or at least inspired to do a podcast. Driving. Are you sleeping to my boring voice? Pooping. Pooping. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but Aaron. Yeah, that's my name. Um, how can these podcast listeners get to us to answer these questions you're putting out? So first and foremost, follow us on Instagram. At and that link at Las Call Garage. Mm-hmm. You'll see a link in our bio for our Discord. There you can tell us all about what the hell you want to listen to or you know tell us to fuck off yeah yeah well, tell us that arvin has a poop curiosity that needs to be explored yeah well, maybe talked about <laughs> with his sister whoa whoa whoa, whoa training whoa. in psychology oh yeah 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 <laughs> <laughs> um you could also send letters um to our email at lastcallgarage at gmail.com digital letters yeah mm-hmm. please send us sad faces as to why sammy was not here this week um It'd be a good departure from the thousands of love letters I receive. Wherever you're listening, we hope you're enjoying. Uh, share with us your experience about what we talked about today, especially when we talked a little bit more about why we started the podcast. We're curious on why you listen to us. But in terms of advice for friends, Arvin, you want to close us off? I do. Um, I started off this podcast saying I don't care about all listeners, but... I do. I, I appreciate all of them, especially you, Moscow. <laughs> um, but yeah, we enjoy you. We appreciate you. And make sure that your friends are what? Make sure your friends are doing fucking good because you never know what they're going through. Good night. Good night, everyone. I also want to add something. <gasps> so, P.S. He said in parentheses. If you made it this far in the episode, because it is more in depth than what we are. Um, and you do what Aaron did say, right? Let us know what you guys think. Anything you guys wanted to know uh, specific on this episode. If you guys do join Discord, um, I'll, I'll ship you guys a couple koozies. We do have koozies made um, for like your 12 ounce cans, like your regular, like your regular soda cans, as well as um, like your white claw shaved cans as well. So whoever joins... Wayne, if you have any stickers hidden, do you think you could throw them in there as well? Hell what's, yeah, dude. what's the criteria 
for someone getting a koozie? So getting getting a koozie, uh, well, if you join, I'll, I'll, I'll send you some stickers. Those are good looking right. stickers. Okay, so stickers just means joining the Discord. And where can they find the Discord? So Discord is inside our bio on our Instagram. Which is Last Call Garage. So you might as well just follow us there. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you're already there. Yeah. Yeah. So if you do follow us, you also join Discord. Then I'll give you a lot of stickers. Stickers. And okay. And then if you answer the challenge yeah, or answer. the motivation... For this week, which is when you're listening to us, what are you doing? Exactly. You'll send him a koozie? Yeah, I'll send you a koozie. And one you. lucky winner can get one foot pick from me. There you go. Mm-hmm. I'd rather get a poop pick from you because <laughs> just curious on why you're so fixated on that now. Because I'm not lying. <laughs> <laughs> That's been Last Car Garage, guys. Thank you for listening and good night.